This is Richie Incognito of the Buffalo Bills. You're listening to Locked On Bills, presented by Cover One. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Bills, presented by Cover One. As always, I'm your host, Kevin Masseri, doing this thing solo here, kicking off, you know, a hearty week one conversation. Just wanted to get, you know, the the juices flowing and, you know, start talking about week one as, you know, we're we're here. You know, it's, you know, kickoffs in an hour. Uh, lots to talk about around the NFL, um, but here we're going to talk about a lot of Bills, Bills footage, and you know we're going to get into some expectations for the season. One thing I've been asked plenty about is you know where I think the Bills will finish, based on their new roster, based on their coaching staff, based on a lot of different things. So I wanted to jump into that uh, a little bit about win loss. Wanted to take your questions. If there's anything going on you want us to break down, want us to discuss, want us to get into. Uh, myself and Eric Turner, Nate Gary, we love to to answer questions and get into whatever it is that's you know on the top of your head. Uh, the first thing you know, first thing I wanted to get into is you know take take a look at my depth chart at CoverOne.net, and underneath the depth chart section there, uh, one of the tabs, you can actually see uh, our projected or I should say my projected um, depth chart on you know based on being at camp, uh, based on discussions, based on you know live coverage from just being there. Um, you know, this is this is the depth chart that to me is pretty accurate. I don't believe the team has released an official one yet. It should be out, you know, any day now. But I'm I'm really interested to see that. And you know, you're running down the you know you're running down the depth chart, and one of the the biggest things you can say for the Bills are that they lack a lot of positional skill depth. So you know, the receiver position, the running back position, things that we've talked about at nauseum here at Locked On Bills, and in all other podcasts where breaking down you know the team in general, but. One thing I wanted to get through first is it's always fun, you know, always fun to get into, you know, the seven inactives that you're going to have as a unit. So, you know, the one one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, who do I think won't play from this roster on week one? Like who will be gone? Who won't be suiting up? And, you know, first of all, you have the two injuries with Vallejo um, and Jarrell Worthy. So neither of them will be ready week one from the looks of it. Neither of them have practiced at all. Um, you know, LaShawn McCoy had his little bug. I've I've never seen anyone get as many bugs as LaShawn McCoy. Every time I turn around for a couple of weeks, he's out with a bug. So I'm not I'm not quite sure what that means, but that's that's definitely worth looking into. Like why why does he have so many bugs? Like why is he throwing up at practice? I mean, that's happened before. That happened once when I was at camp this year too. So I'm not really sure what that's about. He seems to be a little have a little more sickness than everyone else. So I'm not sure. Uh, what that's about, but he should be healthy and ready to go. Marcel Darius practiced in full today. Worth noting um, that the team is pretty healthy. Tyrod Taylor's going. Jordan Matthews is going. Cordy Glenn is going. The team's going to be pretty, pretty amped up and um, pretty healthy for week one, which is which is a very rarity uh, for Bills teams that I've covered in the past. The team has not stayed healthy at all, but this team has. So you can say what you want about the roster turnover. The biggest chance we have at competing this year is staying healthy, and the team has done that. So if the healthy, you know, the the, the line of, of skill in the NFL is so small that a couple of players here and there can really help you win a game. If you're healthier than the next team, uh, that might might catch up in you know a little bit of the the skill deficiency you can easily catch a team if you're playing three or four players extra that they're not that's where the inactive list actually came from that uh, you you're less healthy than the other team so they have to scratch seven players so that's actually why the inactive list is in existence that if the team is very healthy like ours for instance we might only have one or two players that need to be inactive we would have five extra players being able to play Um, And other teams might not have that. They might have three or four or five or six guys that need to be inactive due to injury. So it helps level the playing field uh, per se. And this year is one for me that they're going in healthy. 
um, that's good to see. Anything can happen in the first couple of weeks, but uh, right off the bat, you're going to have to scratch healthy players, and that kind of gets into you know the, the healthiness of the health of the roster and, and needing to put in an active. And that's always tough to do to see where this roster will line up week one when they play the Jets. So initially, we had Tanner Vallejo as being an active, uh, Jarrell Worthy, um, who are two probably guys that would be active on game days if it wasn't for their health. Um, you know, from there, it's going to get really tricky on where they're going to go. So they have nine offensive linemen, two won't be active. I don't think they activate Vlad Dukas or Connor McDermott um, this week. So that brings you up to four. I don't think you can play Joe Webb. I know he might play on special teams. I'm not sure if he's up to um, knowing what he's doing yet on the different units. Maybe he is. He's still, he's going to be my fifth inactive. Uh, Kyrie Lee, the, the fourth tight end on this roster, is going to be the sixth inactive. And the seventh and active is where it's get tricky. Uh, I, you know, you could go a multitude of different ways on really what you're looking for in the roster, but I think it's Joe Banyard, actually. Just uh, I heard Taiwan Jones and Mike Tolbert were getting the, the number two running back snaps behind McCoy, um, and Taiwan Jones brings an element of special team. So I don't, I don't believe they'll activate Joe Banyard on game day. Um, they could. They could, but I do believe Taiwan Jones is the really the second real running back behind LaShawn McCoy right now. It's uh, it's crazy to me. You know, that is absolutely crazy to me how he went from hitting a guy after he fair caught it in Minnesota way early and getting a 15-yard penalty on special teams to being a lockdown, a lockdown player stalwart on the special teams unit. And now, I mean, beside Mike Tolbert taking number two running back snaps. So, you know, that's something definitely worth noting for us. Um, I, I don't know if Kalen Clay, maybe Kalen Clay or Joe Webb, one of those two are going to suit up based on their their skill set. And, you know, that really leaves you with Brandon Tate and, and, and Andre Holmes as your third and fourth receivers and Brandon Tate's a special teamer. So Kalen Clay's active, another special teamer. So, you, I mean, you're throwing a lot of roster spots at special teams as we've covered, you know, pretty in depth here. Um, and, you know, it's something to really note that the roster, pretty much all the active roster spots after, the, you know, your starters plus a couple, you're going to be geared towards special teams. So once again, that unit better be up to snuff. Uh, it just, it just better be. Um, so that's, that's kind of my projected, you know, seven, um, Seven man inactive list. And if you look through the practice squad, I've had a couple of questions about, you know, what what do you see from the practice squad? What do you think is going to happen? Um I'm I, I think it's a good I think it's a good practice squad. I'm actually pretty happy with the practice squad over even the last couple of roster spots on this team. You have Dekeel Schwartz and Brandon Riley, who are two of my favorites in camp, who I thought could have even made the active roster each for different reasons. And I do think you'll see them up both up at some point this season. Uh, Jordan Mudge is my, one of my favorite backup offensive linemen, so I think you'll see him up at some point this season. Marquavius Lewis was one of my favorite defensive linemen. I think you'll see him up at some point this season. Um, you know, you have Zach Vigil, who I don't know much too much about. Um, a couple of three new guys that we added in Eric Lee, who was actually one of my favorite prospects uh, that after, you know, in cut day, he got cut from the Texans. He had two sacks in the third preseason game. And, you know, he's actually one of my favorite guys that um, I'm glad we added him to the to the uh, practice squad, as well as DeAndre Wesley and Orion Stewart. So there is some talent there on that practice squad. And I do envision by the end of the season, six or seven of those guys being called up, um, maybe a couple of them rotating in and on and off the roster. So. Uh, one thing I wanted to do that I, you know, I think is always fun to do, especially right now, before we're about to, about to kick off this hardy Chiefs-Patriots game, um, we have rooting interest both ways. Hey, I'll, not, I'll always take a Patriots loss, especially week one. That'd be fantastic. However, the Chiefs roster to me looks pretty beat up. I don't see them competing. Um, they have problems at the running back position. I don't like their receivers very much. I don't like... Um, I don't, I don't really like that roster too much. Uh, I, we have their first round pick, so it does benefit us for them to lose. So it's a really catch 22 and you know, if push comes to shove, you, you just don't want the chiefs to win. So 
it's tough to re- re- where uh, where do you go with this game? I mean, there's benefits both ways. It's definitely a very interesting matchup here for Bills fans and Bills uh, supporters to know, like, who who do I root for in this thing? You know, where do I go? Um, I have to root for who, Eric? Which way? The Chiefs or the Patriots? I I, I, I could see it either way. You know, I, I he says I have to root for them, but I'm not sure which team he means. But, I mean, I, I, I could see the game going either way. Um I just think the Patriots are too talented on the offensive side of the ball. I think they're the best offense in the NFL. That defense is pretty poor to me. The Patriots do have some problems at the front seven position. They've been circling off defensive linemen all season. Um, they've been, they don't have any, here's a, here's a note. They don't have any um, active from the looks of it. They're not going to have any active depth um, rookie players this year on their roster. So that's, that's very interesting. You can only go so far and you know, they're only a year or two away from really needing to do something here. Brandon cooks needs to be resigned. Um, you know, the, it's going to be interesting. That offense is definitely going to carry them. Um, but you know, the, their defense is, is, is going to, is going to struggle. It really is. I, I'm pretty convinced that I don't, I don't really like what their defense is putting on the field right now. Um, they didn't look very good in preseason, but you know, Bill Belichick. So, um, lots of rooting interest there for Bills fans. And you know, before we get into the, um, unless before we get into the schedule breakdown and kind of where I think I'm going to go with the schedule, taking everything into account, um, I did want to make a a, a really good note about uh, Bus.com. I mean, Bus.com. Are you going to the? If you're going to that Week One matchup, you need to check out Bus.com. Um, they're doing five dollar round trip tickets to this game. Um, you know, if you if you want to sit back, take an air conditioned bus to the game, enjoy some food and drinks on the bus, uh, you can do that. Get dropped right off, you know, at New Era Field, and it takes you right back to your destination at the end. So five dollar round trip tickets to bus.com. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be a fantastic thing to be able to do that. You know, drive safely, not have to worry about anything, not have to pay for parking. Uh, bus.com really is something that you guys need to check out uh, before. You know, before the end of it, you need to if if you need a designated driver, you know, look up look up bus.com. I really think it's revolutionary in terms of where they're going um, and what they're able to offer. So, you know, check it out. You can reserve a bus, you know, you know, up to 24 of your friends take, you know, for for nothing, really five dollars. It's worth every penny. So, um, you know, check that out and, you know, have fun with other riders there. But, you know, if if, if you're looking at the, the schedule breakdown, um, the schedule breakdown is going to be something that's it's always fun to do. And I want to get your guys' opinion. Um, I really want to see what you think about my, my schedule breakdown and week one against the jets win. like, I just more favored by 10 points. One of the biggest times we've been favored all year. So that's a win uh, against the jets one and oh, against Carolina. I actually think Sean McDermott is going to go to Carolina and win and start two and oh, and everyone's going to be on fire. Like everyone's not going to know what to do. I don't think Carolina's a very good team. I do think they have some attrition there. Um, that team's a Cam Newton real injury away from to me not being very good. Um, they have, they're strong at the linebacker position, so that's that's two and zero to me. I do think they come home against Denver and have a defensive battle and lose, go to two and one. Um, they go to Atlanta, you know, and probably get taken care of in Atlanta, going to two and two. Cincinnati at Cincinnati, I do think we'll pull that off. I don't think that that's a very good team. You know, three to two going into the bye. Um, Tampa Bay is an interesting squad, man. I could see them anywhere from ten and six to three and thirteen. Watching them on Hard Knocks, they're up and down. I, I, for the talent that they have, I still think they're going to be like a Rex Ryan team where they're not just, just not going to put it together. I think at home against Tampa, we win. Um, once again, you know, rolling to four and two and having everyone wonder what's going on. Like, you know, I wasn't expecting this. Do think we then go and drop to Oakland at home? 
out of Tesserola four four and three. I do think we go to the Jets and win. That team's just they, there's not there six and three. Um, um, then you're going to go to New Orleans. Um, that's a tough one. Then I just looked at New Orleans roster today. They're not very good. Um, love Drew Brees. Love everything he's able to do. They've lost a lot of players at the skill positions. I, I, I just don't like that team very much. They're, they just don't have a lot of Michael Thomas is there. He's he's a fanta- fantastic player and, and was in his rookie year. But Ted Ginn Jr. is no, their number two. It's 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 going to be a tough one. But um, I, what do you guys think? Which way should I go at the, with New Orleans? Any any ideas? So I I think I'm going to have to go with with a, with a loss against New Orleans uh, just because I gave him a win against Tampa and the Jets. So. Um, so we got two and two in the second phase of the schedule, the chargers at LA. I just, I just don't think we ever go there and win. that's a loss. Um, Kansas city. I don't really like Kansas city at all. I think their team's terrible. We're going to see it here in a couple, in an hour, actually. Um, I do think we go to Kansas city and I do think we win. I think we, um, Eric says, I think we split with the chargers in new Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maybe I, I was more looking at New Orleans, Tampa was would be my split there. I think we go one and one. At, they're both at home, so I think that's a pretty good comparison. Same division. I think we go one and one in those two. I do think we go to LA and lose. I think I think that Chargers team's pretty decent, and we just we struggle on the West Coast. I don't remember the last time we beat Phillip Rivers. Uh, getting into the New England game in uh, and in Buffalo, do think we lose that? Um, that seems just too good right now. That team is just way too good. Um, Kansas City has been better than us for the last three to four years. I agree, but this might be the year it's pretty, pretty close to being equal. That uh, Look, that offense is in rough shape. I think they have a worse offense than us. I think they're probably a comparable defense depending on how we both phase out. So I, I, don't, I don't like their skill positions at all after they lost Spencer Ware, who was one of my favorite running backs. Um, I, I just I don't think – we'll see tonight. We'll see tonight. We'll see. I think the Bills beat, the, beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Um, it is an arrowhead. We have beat them before, most notably with Stevie Johnson. So Indianapolis at home, that team sucks. Um, Andrew Luck, if he's healthy by then, fine. It might be close. Uh, they just don't have a roster. I don't, I don't actually think the schedule's as hard as many others do. That's why I think there could be some goofy things that happen. I do think we beat uh, Indy at home. I do think we go into Miami against Jay Cutler. By that time, he's going to be the true smoke in Jay, um, throwing his interceptions left and right. Who knows if he's even starting or Matt Moore's there at that point. Um, but I'm going to go a win against Miami at home and to finish off the last two games, New England, Miami in heartbreak fashion with a playoff spot on the line. I do think we lose back to back at New England at Miami, uh, pushing my schedule uh, prediction to nine and seven. Uh, I do think that the team is skilled enough to go nine and seven. I don't think the schedule is very good. Um, It's make or break with how good New Orleans, LA, Kansas city, um, a couple of those teams right in the middle of our schedule are, um, it's not a very hard schedule. Look, you have a, you have a tough Atlanta team at Atlanta. Fine. I don't like Cincinnati. I don't like Tampa Bay. Oakland's good. Um, I, I, it's not that hard of a schedule, and I'm and I'm not saying we're going to do anything with it as usual, but I only think it gets worse. I only think these teams are are are, are they're not very good. Uh, the schedule is what it is, but I do think you know we pull a three and three in the division, and that's just not going to be good enough. That's just not going to be good enough this year. Um, going through and beating the Jets twice, uh, beating um, Miami once, and losing to the Patriots tw- uh, twice. That would make it three and three. Um, uh, Eric likes the Broncos for us to beat the Broncos. Um, hmm. 
their defense was just too good. We're not going to be able to score on them. Um, yeah, their offense is not is is strong. We play a lot of bad offenses. We really do. We play a lot of bad offenses, except for Atlanta, uh, who's going to be the opposite way. Um, New England, who's going to be the opposite way. Uh, we play a lot of bad offenses, lots of them. The Jets, I don't like Carolina's offense very much. I don't like Cincinnati's offense. Like, do like Tampa and Oakland's. Don't like the obviously the Jets. Don't like the, the Saints offense very much, really. Um, that team is seriously a Drew Brees injury away from having some problems. I mean, no joke. Like that for all of all teams, that team is really Drew Brees away from really. Uh, I, I think is going low as like four and twelve. Um, Indianapolis just doesn't have anything going on there. Um, Miami can be hit and miss. Another good defense, not nothing special on offense. They have JGI. Um, apparently Devonte Parker, who's Jay Cutler's best friend. So, you know, that's, that, that's kind of my thoughts there. Um, you had us beating the chargers. No, I have us losing in LA. Yeah, no, definitely not. No, no chance. I don't think that's one of the ones I just don't think we're going to go to LA and win. I like their run game. I like Gordon a lot. I like rivers a lot. I like Tyrell Williams a lot. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see any chance. We, we pulled that one off in LA maybe a little bit different here, but I've never had, uh, I've never had so much. I've never had never had hope against LA ever ever um, when they were from their time in San Diego. So um, Saints and Saints are bad. Indies bad. Yeah, I agree. I said that. I don't think either of them are very good. Whether we do what we're supposed to, they're both at home, so we should win those. If we don't, it would be just a normal year where we don't capitalize. I don't think either of those teams are very good though. Um, so I'm not really um, not really feeling too strong about those having to play those teams, but. You know, quick, quick, you know, another quick rundown. If you guys, I know we have some new viewers. Uh, I'll go through the schedule one one more real quick time. Jets win, Carolina win, Denver loss, uh, Atlanta loss, um, Cincinnati win, Tampa Bay win, going to four and two, Oakland loss, four and three, Jets win, five and three, uh, New Orleans um, loss, five and four, Chargers loss, five and five, Kansas City win, six and five, New England loss six and six Indian Miami win seven and five so we're gonna go seven and five into the final two New England Miami games um you know I I, I I who knows who knows what could happen in those as we're sitting as we're sitting there um in, in, in prime playoff position you need to play two division teams can we go into Miami and win in the last game of the year I don't know just just not sure uh, it's maybe they're 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 in trouble by that point but um you know, it'll be interesting to see if we can, you know, finish off the year and go ten and six, or if we're going to sit at that seven and ninety nine and seven range, which, you know, every single year. Um, or hey, maybe this is one of those years where they fall off and lose a couple players and go four and twelve. Who who knows? But my my prediction is based on what I've seen from this team, what I think of some of these other rosters that we're playing, which aren't very good. I think we have a break that we're not playing a couple other divisions. Personally, um, I really do. I really think that we're we're having a break by some of the teams we're playing. A lot of them are on the back end of their of their skill levels. So um, I'm really looking forward to this game, and I really want to see where Kansas City is. Um, and I really like, yeah, any given Sunday, Eric, absolutely. Um, most people have his penalty in three and four wins with no chance. I don't think this is a three or four win team. I think this team is is, is on par with last year's team, last year two years teams. I think they could be more, co- more cohesive, less penalized. I think it could definitely be a better defense than both of those years combined. Seriously, um, the offense might take a step back, but I, I I just don't see worse than seven and nine. I mean, that's not a positive. From what I've seen up close in person, that's just not a positive take. If if Tyrod Taylor's um, playing 
even to his average level that he has been playing, you know, which is a lot of people will rank him 13 to 16, 13 to 17 best in the league, depending on who shows up. Um, I just see seven to nine kind of as that floor low middle average that of, of what we'll do. Um, but I just, I just don't like the schedule. I don't think it's very good. Um, so that, that, that could finally play a role in it I, on paper early on. It looked good. I mean, you have Atlanta, you're not, you're not looking forward to Atlanta, not looking forward to playing Oakland at home, but that's team, you know, both are both are real big candidates to step back last year when we were looking at Carolina or, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Arizona at home, that game looked like a for sure loss, uh, going Owen two, um, uh, going Owen two and then beating, beating Arizona. So I, I don't, I don't know that it's really tough to tell, like you can buy off of last year's schedules. Like a lot of Super Bowl runner ups don't follow up even making the playoffs. Atlanta did go Owen four, which bodes not very well for them. They're for playoff chances in the preseason. Uh, they went Owen four. So, um, I don't, sorry, I don't watch most of your videos. I wish you could summarize it. Yeah, absolutely. Let me know what you'd like us to summarize. And we, you know, we'll definitely do that for you. Um, I predict what I've predicted in the last decade, uh, 79 to 97. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's easy to do that. I, I'm still, as you saw me, just, you know, heard me run down and saw me run down the schedule. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning at nine and seven and not because I'm very positive. I just, I think there's a lot of favorable home matchups. I really do. I think that there are some teams that are going to come in and struggle. I don't think, you know, like Indianapolis, December 10th is going to come in and struggle. I don't November 12th, New Orleans, who knows? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't like that. Those offenses very much. They both have quarterbacks and not much else. Um, kind of, kind of opposite scenarios. Of some of the teams we've built in the past. Um, Remember the Dolphins vastly overachieved last year and were given freebies by Rex minus 17 point differential. Yeah, that, that Miami team wasn't very good. They took a care. They, they did exactly what a team should do, what we should do one of these years and just capitalize on lucky bounces and 200-yard rushing games and um, just just squeaking by wins. And they, they did exactly what a Bills team needs to do to get out of this drought, like just exactly. Just go 10-6 and six in this division, lose a couple games, when when you're not supposed to um and the next thing you know you're in a wild card spot the afc does kind of beat itself up um you know you're getting nine and seven eight and eight teams in up uh, occasionally ten and six does get you in pretty much all years in the in the afc um grandstand sports rodex reporting mccoy is 2.5 million in incentives added yeah it, it makes sense he, he does have a lot to play for you and, he, and you can you can hear it in his voice anytime he talks like LaShawn mccoy has uh, a lot of incentive to capitalize on his on his year. Um, so I don't know exactly how those incentives break out. I'm going to assume rushing yards, maybe playoff games, maybe touchdowns. I'm not exactly sure. Um, someone asked earlier about Jonathan Williams getting the paid the most of a practice squad player by Denver in NFL history, uh, $510,000 to be on a practice squad, which is absurd. So did have his options. Does kind of go both ways. Does kind of prove that he, no one's really worth putting a roster spot on him, which is weird. But they're willing to pay him basically a roster spot. It's very interesting. Um, but at the same time, Jonathan Williams did get like three or four or five primetime inquiries. So I do think the Bills were in on that, kind of like we saw with Hard Knocks and uh, McNichols. I think Jonathan Williams is probably in a similar similar boat to where he got caught. We might have offered him some type of. Uh, practice squad and he was just like no like I'm, I'm good on that i'm gonna go to you know denver who could potentially be a better team and um take the money and, and go there and start fresh so um we play denver they're just stealing our plays <laughs> i i know i don't that those are the kind of things i have no idea i've always wondered that just had a discussion about this with a couple other people like like joe webb joe webb for instance just got cut how does he not have the entire playbook 
seriously, I, I I don't understand how that like someone that's been around like NFL executives more um, than I have. I mean, I've been them, so that's I'm sorry. Um, but beside that, um, he's got that. We play the Panthers week two. Do you think we sign Joe Webb for week two? We have their entire playbook. How could we not? Like, how do the Panthers not go? Ah, oh, man, like. The Bills have our entire playbook. He's a quarterback. He's not like a safety. He's a quarterback. Um, NDA question mark. I an NDA would cover you from having assets. Would cover you from disclosing. I mean, like if you had physical material, like bringing like bringing materials with you. But I, I just I, quarterback of all. Like how how does Carolina know what Joe like? Doesn't matter. Like Joe Webb knows the entire playbook. He's been there for a while. It wasn't like he was there for three weeks or someone like, um, you know, someone that was just there for for two two days or something. Like the in two years, he's was there for the regime or the the regime change, but kind of a little changeover at the positions. And um, but how does how does how does he not know Cam Newton? How does he not know the playbook? It's just interesting to me, even more than someone like Jonathan Williams. Um, playbook not as important as a game plan. Yeah, absolutely. Those playbooks are humongous. So that is true. But um, they're going. They, I mean, they have to change terminology after your cuts. Um, absolutely. Um, you don't know what they're going to run, but you 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 know all their plays. So yeah, sure. You don't have their game plan. Um, it is an interesting. It is an interesting in between that, you know, you're sitting here with a quarterback of someone who was, you know, basically the third quarterback in Carolina, special teamer in Joe Webb. I think he played with McDermott and McDermott knows a little bit about him. And sure, he can be a third quarterback slash special teamer. If you ever need to have him active, you get like an emergency quarterback out of it and you can play some special teams. So cool. But you're telling me that Joe Webb, part of it, us playing Carolina week two um, and him having the entire playbook of Carolina. Um, don't I, I mean, I. Sure, we're not going to have their exact script on how they're going to play the Buffalo Bills, um, but you are going to know a lot of the stuff they're doing, a lot of the stuff they're trying to implement, a lot of things that they, you know, a lot of specifics um, and scheme and, and offensive blocking schemes and a lot of things like that that yeah, they may change, but they're not going to. Um, so it's pr it's pretty interesting. Um, well, even McDermott knows the defense wasn't the linebacker coach promoted. Yeah, yeah, he's running the same scheme. So the, I think that bodes well for the Bills. I do think that. Week two is a Buffalo victory. I think we start two and zero. I really do. I think I think we start two and zero, and you start to hear people saying, "Well, it's a different era and all this." And um, I, I I think there's a lot of credence to starting two and zero, and I think that they do. Coming home to that Denver game with a lot on the line is for an early season game. We've seen it before. The Bills go three and zero, four and zero, four and one, four and two all the time, and always finish seven and nine. Um, but you know, more than ever, you're going to see a two and one. You know, two two and zero, oh, I should say, before the loss. My predicting a loss to Denver, um, a two and zero oh start um, before you know going two and two with a Denver and Atlanta loss. So I, I do. I don't think that that's even saying like on a positive level. I just I just see two and two. Like even it, it's it's I just I don't know where people are pulling three and thirteen. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, it's that's a two and two start, and that's like semi negatively to me. Um, I think the Bills have the biggest margin of potential victories in the league is easily four and 12 or five and 11, but possibly 10. So you're saying like you, do you think they have the biggest, like you don't understand where they, like they could go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. The bills could absolutely finish in, in a, in a large range. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to me are the other one, the NFC version. Like I, they're kind of flipped. Their offense is pretty good. I don't really like that defense very much. Um, 
I don't know. They didn't they didn't look great in preseason. Um, but yeah, the Bills, Bucks, a couple other teams. But yeah, we have a big margin of 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 where we could finish there. Um, for sure. So I'm gonna sign off by saying the Bills are going nine and seven. I want everyone to enjoy this game. Anyone any other comments, hit them up. I'd love to chat about anything else you guys have going on in the chat box over there. Um I see a nine and seven year and just ran it down and I really looked at it unbiasedly. I really did. There's some bad rosters that we're gonna be playing. Um you can't really pick games on schedule de- decisively. I think the Bills go one and three against the South. Um, yeah, one and three against the South. I have two and two, but yeah, okay, we're not we're not vastly different. Um, three and three against the AFC East. So do I. One and one split with concurrent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much with you on a lot of those predictions. But you know, you you right there have them at four and four, five and eight. So what are you missing there? You're missing a couple of games. Um, four and four, five and eight. So, anyways, I any other schedule predictions? Toss them in here. Schedule predictions are fun right now. Yeah, you can't concisively you can't say anything right now. You don't you don't know what's going to happen. A lot of these teams, if anything, are better than they're going to be, not worse than they're going to be. A lot of these teams are overachieving. You have you know Atlanta, you have Oakland, um, you have New Orleans, who's always I guess always five hundred. I mean, these teams, Kansas City is a good good prime example. You have a lot of people on this team that need to play at a high level for it to be a scary schedule. Like these are a lot of, um, these are a lot of teams that have a potential to be on the downfall. They're not going to be better than they were. Absolutely. Miami's not going to be better than they were. Kansas city's not going to be better than they were. Um, Atlanta's not, can't be better than they are. So, I mean, you're going to have a lot of downfall there. That's something to, to definitely think about when you're looking at the bill schedule, um, to jumps back in, uh, Game Tuts says two and six against the combos of NFC, NFC South and West. Um, my prediction six and ten. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I don't think you're too far off. I mean, kind of looking at that as you know the strength of how they were last year, in my opinion, to think that they're going to go two and six against the combo of the two divisions. Um, I have them at four and four in those. So um, they lost to Marco. Yeah, they're a big running. They're a run team. For, they're a run first team. Just gave Freeman a lot of money. Will he stay motivated? He's getting picked top 10 in fantasy. Devontae Freeman, he's prime candidate to be one of those slumpers that everyone spent a lot of fantasy dollars and or high draft pick on, depending on how you draft. Um, so Freeman is, is to me, is, is a candidate to kind of take a step back. I, I love the guy. Draft him. Um, and um, I just, to me, I, I, I don't. I don't think the schedule is as hard as, as, as it could be. Um, no reason that we shouldn't sleep. Mark says no reason we shouldn't sweep the Jets and Dolphins this year. Do you think we can? I got them three and one in those games, Mark. Uh, excuse me, Mac. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I got three and one, and I think that that's a fair assessment. I don't want. I, I I think we could sweep them four and zero, um, but I think three and one's a more. It's a it's a lot more fair to say. I do think they're three and one. Those are three and three in the AFC East. I think that that's. I think that that's really fair. The Bills are going to go three and three in the AFC East. Um, and in the interconference game, I think they're going to be two and two. So five and five against the NFC. So five and five total. Um, I. I don't. I don't really think I'm. Yet. I mean, I don't think I'm really going on too much of a limb to say that they can go two and two against a, a mishmash of Tampa Bay, Carolina, Atlanta. Um, New Orleans. I just don't think it's that good of a division. I don't. I don't think it's that good of a division. Um, I'm, I'm not going to. They have quarterbacks. They do have quarterbacks going for them. Absolutely. Um, some of those rosters, though, I, I, I don't love. I don't love them. Um, I think there's. Mm, are all three of the other NFC divisions better? Mm, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I do like Green Bay and Minnesota a lot. 
Um, Detroit, oh, I think Detroit's a good candidate this year. I don't want to play the NFC North. I don't want to play the, definitely don't want to play the Cowboys, Redskins, um, Eagles, Giants division. I think that's going to be a good division. Absolutely. I have no interest in playing that. Um, and the West, West is going to be, I think Arizona's going to take a step back up. Seattle looks strong. Um, LA, the Rams, mm, we'll see what they can, McVay, we'll see what they can do. Um, NFC South is the best division in the NFC. Interesting. So I guess that's kind of where our schedule predictions go because you have them losing most of those games. Um, I I just don't see it. Why Why do you think they're the better than the NFC East? I just I don't I don't I don't see it. I think the NFC East is a very 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 solid division. Um, so I just I don't I don't like the defense personally. I don't think there's defense. I don't think there's a good enough defense um, in the NFC South. I don't I don't think any of them play good except Carolina might be the only one to me. I don't think any of them play good enough defense. Uh, New Orleans hasn't been good in years. Um, so at a defense that is. So yeah, they do. And I, I said that. I agree. They have four franchise quarterbacks in that division. Um if it wasn't for that, I they could even be one of the worst divisions in football. Um so I mean, yeah, you're you're just if you're you can rank just quarterbacks if you want. Um, I guess so. So um and anyways, you know, I really appreciate everyone tuning in before this this kickoff week uh the special here from Cover One. Uh this Lockdown Bills podcast presented by Cover One. Um really love the chat box is going rolling. Um appreciate everyone coming in, you know, viewing these, viewing our breakdowns by uh there's a great Jets preview breakdown up right now by Nate Geary and Eric Turner. Um check that out. Real good. Check out everything else on Grandstand Sports and all the other lockdown bill uh lockdown you know, partners, everyone, you know, there's different lockdown um, teams and they're all pretty good. Definitely worth checking out. So um think, you know, once again, thanks for tuning into the live show. We'll be here this time next week. So we're going to kind of do this thing on Thursdays to kind of kick off Thursday night football, kick off the fantasy week, kick off the, you know, news from this practice week. Um, and, and as always, get you guys rolling in the chat box. You know, that's important, man. We want to hear what you guys have to say. It's not just what I think. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I mean, this is this is your show, too. And I appreciate everyone for coming on. And once again, this is Kevin Misery from Lockdown Bills, presented by Cover One. Peace.